Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And this is Sky is Black, future-facing conversations with experts, innovators, and entrepreneurs of African descent. Covering the entire Black African diaspora. Worldwide, baby. Worldwide. Shout out to Ashley Wisdom. Ashley is a public health innovator and the founder of Health in Her Hue. Health in Her Hue is a digital platform designed to connect black women and women of color to culturally competent and sensitive health care providers. You can follow Ashley Wisdom on Instagram at Ashley J. Wisdom. That's A-S-H-L-E-E-J Wisdom. Ashley J. Wisdom. And learn more at healthinherhue.com. Shout out to Raquel Odin. She was just named board chair of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you who don't know, they've been around for, I don't know, since like the 80s. And they're the largest organization in the United States exclusively representing the black college community. And so with Raquel being named as board chair, she's the first woman in their history to be named uh, as chair. You can learn more about the Thorogood Marshall College Fund at tmcf.org. And shout out to Ariel Young. Ariel is the founder and CEO of Copper and Brass Paper Goods. Copper and Brass sells stationery featuring people of African descent. They also have greeting cards and notepads and wrapping paper and stickers and so much more. You can follow Ariel on Instagram at Copper and Brass Paper Goods and learn more at copperandbrass.net. And shout out to Sherelle Parker. She was just inaugurated as the 100th mayor of the city of Philadelphia. Yep, yep. First black female, actually first female mayor of the city. You can find out more about Philadelphia at uh, phila.gov. Phila.gov. Phila. <laughs> and shout out to Kia Wakisho Simmons. Kia is the founder of Traverse Culture. Traverse Culture is a travel and tourism company serving as a bridge to connect black Americans with their African heritage through immersive experiences, investment opportunities, and relocation support. Now hear me when I say they are doing great things. Nice. You can follow them on Instagram at Traverse Culture. That's T-R-A-V-E-R-Z, Traverse Culture, and learn more at tverse.com. That's T-V-E-R-Z-E.com. Continuing my shout-outs to amazing black women. That's right. Shout-out to Queen Latifah and Dionne Warwick. Queen Latifah is the first woman rapper to receive the Kennedy Center Honors Award. Mm-hmm. So, which is awesome. And Dionne Warwick, if you don't know who she is, then hit pause and go listen to some things. But you can find out more about all the honorees at kennedy-center.org. U-N-I-T-Y. U-N-I-T-Y. That's our unity. And thank you, fellow Wayfarers, for joining us in the Pure Vibranium Circle. That's right. So, we are a global podcast, and so we have to give a shout-out to our brothers and sisters in New Orleans and Memphis and Osasco and Offenbach and Wuchang and Winnipeg and Oaxaca and Wakayama and Wheaton and Weymouth and Woodbury and Wakadis 
And everywhere, the African diaspora is standing strong and moving forward. Including Accra, which is where? Accra. Accra. (laughs) They're having the 13th annual African Games taking place from March 8th to the 23rd. And last year, they had some amazing people in their lineup. Definitely want to check that out. You can find out more at, oddly enough, Accra, so A-C-C-R-A-2023, because the game's for 2023, ag.com. And coming up in Nairobi, it's the Africa Media Festival. It is taking place at the National Museum of Kenya on February 21st and 22nd. And so to learn what's next for media in the motherland, you can check out africamediafestival.com. They had a great conference last year, and hopefully this version will be no different. Again, africamediafestival.com. That's going to be a great event. And also coming up in Nairobi is the Africa Tech Summit, which is really where the African tech community connects. And that's happening, coming up pretty fast, uh, February 14th and 15th. You can find out all about that summit at africatechsummit.com. And it's never too early to get the London version of the Africa Tech Summit mm-hmm. on your calendar, which is taking place June 6th and 7th. That's right. But also coming up in London, an event being staged in conjunction with our dear brother, Nahom Teklu. Nahom! So in addition to being our friend and brother, Nahom is an Ethiopian architect who is part of the Building Africa exhibit that is taking place at the University of London from January 11th to March 16th. Now, the theme is understanding statehood through architecture. So if you're going to be in the UK in the next few months, or if you're listening to this right now at the Africa Center in London, you can go to africanstatearchitecture.co.uk. You can also read the article from Nahom in Ketama Journal, which is the Ethiopian building uh, magazine. And you can also listen to Sky is Black, episode 35, featuring our beloved Wendham, Nahom Teklu. That's right. He's awesome. And coming up in Puerto Rico, boom, the Hello 7 Millionaire Summit is taking place. Mm. And this conference, actually, it's great because if you go to their website, which is roi.hello7.co, it hits you with a phrase that really just knocks you out. Millionaires don't dream, they plan. Yes, indeed. And so if possible, you should try to plan January 17th through 19th, coming right up in San Juan, Puerto Rico. This whole thing is the brainchild of our sister, Rachel Rogers, who's the author of the book, We Should All Be Millionaires. I keep slipping up and saying billionaires, but (laughs) let's just start at millionaires. I like your style. She also has an upcoming workbook entitled, of course, We Should All Be Millionaires. Once again, ROI, hello seven, so spell it seven, uh, dot co. And coming up in Cape Town, South Africa... The 8th Annual Black Girls Wine Gathering is taking place in March. Right on. Black Girls Wine was founded by Shayla Vernado, and you can learn more about the event on Instagram at Black Girls Wine. The theme of the South Africa edition of the event is Women, Wellness, and Wine, and that sounds just about right to me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yes. You know, talking once again about sports, coming up in Nashville, Mm -hmm. uh, Fisk University's Gymnastics Invitational is taking place January 15th. 
And just to put some context into this in terms of why it's important and why uh, this is significant, Fisk University is an HBCU, a historically black college, and Fisk is the only HBCU with a gymnastics program. Shout out to, yes. well, I don't think she went there, but shout out to Simone Biles again, because mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yes. I can't help but give her shout outs. Um, and so participating in the school would be Fisk, Brown, Iowa State, Rut- Rutgers, Talladega, and William & Mary. And what do all these schools have in common is that they all have, going back to my shout out theme, black women coaches. Go ahead, Fisk. Go ahead, fam. As you know, I have several family members who are Fisk grads or Meharry grads. So there is an event at the Schomburg that is coming up on January 24th that is in conjunction with Fisk. It is a transcribe-a-thon honoring Arturo Schomburg. Of course, the Schomburg is named after Arturo Schomburg. And here's what they say. Fisk University and the Schomburg Center have partnered to create a digital edition of the archival papers of Arturo Schomburg the bibliophile who built two of the world's most important collections on black history, one in Harlem and another in Nashville. Join teams in each city to celebrate Schomburg's 150th birthday by helping transcribe his newly digitized papers. We welcome all participants, no previous transcription experience necessary. So obviously we love this. Mm -hmm. And to me, there is no more valuable way to spend some time in honoring the legacy of this great brother. Uh, I agree. Yes. You know, and even so much more so than even having like some pesky AI try to t- transcribe it. Mm-hmm. Think about how much you will learn just by reading, you know, his own works. So I think it's a great thing. And you can follow them on social media at Schomburg Center. Right on. Speaking of like centers and where the future Wakanda Outreach Center will be. Best believe. Which is in Oakland, or will be in Oakland. The Oakland Museum of California is having an exhibit around the Black Power Movement. That's right. Which spawned the Black Panthers. So there's a theme here and all this thing. And their their installation illustrates the creative ways that Black anti-racist activists in California support their communities. The Black Panther Party, of course, was an example. But Black Power also brings to light tensions between a culturally and socially progressive California and examples of economic racism and oppression in the state. I mean, mm-hmm. for those of us who are, who are from California, you know, it's not quite Nirvana yet. No, it is not. Um, but definitely a Wakanda suburb. This particular moment in California history, though, is represented through uh, historic photography, you know, objects, iconic posters, paintings, and interactive prompts that will really encourage you and any visitor to take action out in the world. So more than just a museum exhibit, it's really sort of a call to action, especially if you're up in the Bay Area, um, which has been a leading area, leading yes, space has. for activism yes, and for civil rights. You can learn more at Museum CA, so that's the Museum of California, Oakland Museum of California, museumca.org slash on-view. On Actually, you can find out more at museumca.org. And coming up in Chicago at the DuSable Museum is a community conversation led by writer and media maverick Kevin Powell. The title of the conversation is Been to the Mountaintop, Dr. King and the Present and Future of Our World. So the event is free, thank goodness, and you can learn more at DuSableMuseum.org. That's D-U-S-A-B-L-E Museum.org. So last but definitely not least, coming up uh, in Abidjan, going back to sports again, 
the African Cup of Nations. That's right. That's taking place right now. Going down. Yeah, and they have a whole new stadium there in the city. It's called the, and dear listeners, forgive me for this, the Asalani Oatuara Stadium. <laughs> Say what again? Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> but they've got a brand new stadium, and I'm going to work on that. And so we say good luck to all the teams that are participating. Mm-hmm. Ivory Coast, obviously the host nation. Nigeria, Egypt, Ghana, Cameroon, Burkina Faso, South Africa, yeah, Zambia, Tunisia, Tanzania. So Morocco. this is great. Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, right on. So we will look forward to all that as we also look to the horizon. So today, we will announce our new Sky is Black Person of the Year. Right on. We will discuss our episode with our most recent Sky is Black Person of the Year, Nicholas Smith. We will discuss some important AI news and some great new books in our bookshop. And we'll begin with our first 2024 edition of What Would Anton Do and What Would Anton Say? Oh, God, we're bringing that back. But (laughs) first things first... And Mary Malcolm Genna, how you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year, you know. It's yes, indeed. Happy to be back. You know, the the back end of 2023 had uh, some situations that kept us off of uh, off the air for a bit, and all of it working out to the good ultimately. And for those of you who have not listened to it, go listen to Nicholas Smith. That was an incredible. Um, joy to do mm-hmm. prior to the holidays and so had a wonderful time over the holidays and so glad to be back here on the tech deck and happy to be back here with all of you dear listeners absolutely and just for those who don't know i said to uh anton Malcolm genna which means merry christmas in amharic that's right and as all of our listeners should know amharic is the national language of ethiopia which is one of many languages in the country there's Tigrinya and Oromo and a whole bunch of other ones but also for the Ethiopian Orthodox Church Christmas is celebrated on January 7th so Malcolm Genna my window yeah no it just happened and I gotta tell you just to elaborate more about the holidays we had a great you know sort of little year of Ujama stuff going on there mm-hmm. we had some great uh, gift exchanges going on one thing I was particularly proud of, and I have to give my wife credit, is she gave my son this great book called Black History Biographies, Inspiring People Who Changed the World. That's really geared Love it. for kids 8 to 12. Love and it. My son's a voracious reader, and so really enjoy the sort of this four-volume book uh, talking about black inventors, black leaders, black men in science, and black women in science. Go ahead, Avery. Um, as I mentioned, we are still in the glow of Ethiopian Christmas and still in the glow of our most recent Kwanzaa. Well, actually, we're doing a bit of a tape delay Kwanzaa because the holidays were so busy for us that we're doing Kwanzaa right now. Best believe it. That's right. It, and ladies and gentlemen, you should be doing Kwanzaa all year long. So we're going to at least do it for this part of the month. We also want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners around the world. That's right. And also to all the many, many, many people that we really care about and part of the show and part of our pure vibranium circle. Herv. Mika yes. Shavala, Coach Lavanya, Fanwell, Dawit, Nahom, Lisa Nyandoro, Edmund, Michelle Emanuel, Ricky Farley, to and meet. of course, to meet, of course, but you know, to meet is in a category all her own. Trust me when I say in a category all her own. We're going to still cook for you, don't forget. Yes, indeed. Cheryl on the way. And of course, we want to say Happy New Year to our brother, Besserat Debebe, and 
Speaking of Brother Besserot. Oh, you've got it. So what BC just handed me is a hard copy of the graphic novel Long Distance, which is a Pan-African comics anthology. And you can find out more about his work um, at etoncomics.com. That's E-T-A-N-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. And this, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to go through like some packages and such and see, see where mine is. These are the stories that are going to be the films and the series that we will see in the not-too-distant future. And so what he is doing is amazing. So shout-out to you. Happy New Year, Besserat. If you guys are not familiar, again, with who he is, check out our earlier episode with Besserat Debebe, mm-hmm. who's the CEO and founder of Eton Comics, and has just put together this amazing anthology of African comics from across the continent, just not just Ethiopian comics, but comics across the continent. And this is a seed that is going to bear fruit in ways that I'm not sure you guys can appreciate yet, but... And, and here's the thing, is that for those of you who aren't part of the Black Diaspora, mm-hmm. you might be like, well, why... First of all, thank you for being here. But also, you might be like, why does all this matter? Yes. And part of it is that, you know, there's so much of humanity mm-hmm. whose stories haven't been told. Yes. And, you know, for those of who are enamored with, you know, for some crazy reason, letting generative AI algorithms write stories, you know, never thought the future would be, you know, the computers being all the artists and the storytellers. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. thought they are the ones digging ditches. But anyway, but rather than that sort of thing, which is really just kind of borderline reductive from existing work, there's a whole giant swath of humanity whose stories none of us have been exposed to. Well, maybe some, but very small number. Yes. And so the great thing about this graphic novel, in particular this anthology, is it's another example. We've talked about this before. Another example of some of the great stories that are out there. Mm-hmm. And so you, dear listener, have the opportunity to take advantage of that. And, yes. Yes. and if nothing else, be entertained by something new. Yeah. Right? And who doesn't want that? Much love to your brother. But I got. I know I've got a copy somewhere. I, I, I got to dig mine up. Yes, you've, you do. You've inspired me now because I'm still cleaning up. So. And while we're talking about storytelling really quick, we have to mention Eyes of Wakanda, which is the upcoming new animated series that mm-hmm. will be on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it's going to be awesome. There's also season two of Super Team 4, which is on Netflix. We love that show. My son, we, we have a good time watching that. That's a lot of fun. Team four. Also want to give some love to a tribe called Judah, which has become the highest grossing Nigerian film. Much love to y'all. Speaking of Judah and Christmas and Kwanzaa, Mm -hmm. there's also the book of Clarence, which we are very much looking forward to. Such an original film, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also features a nine-minute musical collaboration between Jay-Z and D'Angelo. So if for no other reason, you got to check out the movie for that. Yeah. And some other important films that deserve some attention. Obviously, there's the musical version of The Color Purple, which is in theaters right now. My wife saw that, and she said it was really fantastic. She enjoyed it. Excellent. They saw it over the, over the holidays. And speaking of musicals and The Color Purple, mm-hmm. there's going to be a stage musical version of Purple Rain. Oh, it's like the 40th anniversary of Purple Rain, isn't yeah. it? Yes, if it, it is. hasn't happened already, it's coming right up. That will be really cool, too. And so going back to traditional films for just a second, the 
new film from Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. Origins, mm-hmm. will be in theaters soon. And this is a groundbreaking film from what I understand. Um, so if you're a member of the first weekend club, now is the time to stand up. Nice. And that also goes for the new film, American Fiction, which you and I have talked about. There's also Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni project. And you can find that on HBO. Obviously, how could anything concerning Nikki Giovanni be anything other than challenging and meaningful? So, yeah. again, that's the Nikki Giovanni project going to Mars. And if that wasn't enough, the long-awaited Bob Marley film, One Love, which you've also talked about a few times, mm-hmm. is finally coming out next month. And shortly thereafter, the new Shirley Chisholm movie starring Regina King which you've also talked about, is coming out That's in be March. Awesome too. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This, to me, has all the ingredients of being outstanding. And for those of you who don't know, Shirley Chisholm was the first African-American elected to Congress since Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. She's also famous for being the first African-American woman to mount a major presidential campaign. And so for a whole host of reasons, I'm expecting this movie to be outstanding. And the good news... For those of us who live in Los Angeles, the Pan-African Film Festival is coming up. That's right. And my expectation is that many of these films will be screened and showcased and featured. And that, to me, is why it is the best annual African-American event in Los Angeles, period, full stop. Said it before. I'll say it again. If you have a chance to go, please do. And also, too, really quickly, want to give some love to our brothers and sisters in Botswana, who recently held its first international film festival so again as we said all of uh last year we are in the midst of a global pan-african storytelling renaissance absolutely. and i absolutely love it and when we're talking about storytelling we know that storytelling at its best and most useful is artivism mm-hmm. so going back to the quintessential artivist nicholas smith what a great conversation we had with him. That was awesome. We, we love Nicholas, and we're going to have him back on the show, and I want to figure out a way to get a chance to get some more time with him. And, yeah, he's fabulous, and so happy New Year to you, Nicholas. And we just, that was a wonderful conversation. We really had a great time talking to him. And for those of you who have not listened to it, please definitely go check it out. You hear a lot about his backstory, and... And really some of the things that are really so important to him and how he got started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and actually I didn't realize that it was the MLK in a hoodie piece that really kind of kicked it all off. Mm-hmm. That was actually news to me uh, because he always sort of came up in books and things. And so mm-hmm. because we have young kids, I'm always looking at book illustrators. Right, right. And so that's sort of where he first came up to me. Mm-hmm. And um, really hearing more about sort of how he got started as an architect, as a Disney Imagineer, mm-hmm. really great. And truly, as I mentioned to him, you know, The Artivist, his current book, is is in rotation now. Um, we've rearranged our bookshelves in, in the kids' room, and so we have, like, a section called Family Favorites. Mm-hmm. So that way we don't have to go looking for books as much. Mm-hmm. And The Artivist is right in there with it. Best believe. Yeah, it's awesome. It was great seeing Nicholas, too, at the book signing and able to sort of share the picture of my daughters with him from years Mm -hmm. ago at the L.A. Festival of Books, which is great. And so, obviously, we love Nicholas. He's Uh, invited to dinner, by the way. He is, as well as breakfast and lunch. But also, too, also got as a gift for my daughters his 2024 calendar. 
Oh, nice. Which is fantastic. So, And we've mentioned it before, and we've got links to him everywhere else. But for those of you who are new to our podcast, mm-hmm. you can find out more about Nicholas at his website, which is nicholas.art. And that's N-I-K-K-O-L-A-S dot art. Definitely go back an episode to go listen to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, person of the year and really fabulous. And to get to his books, if you haven't purchased any of his books before, Definitely go to our bookshop, go to yes. recollect.media, click on books. You'll go right there. Um, you should be able to find most of his titles in our bookshop. Yeah, absolutely. Now, today is our first edition of What Would Anton Do and What Would oh Anton Say? Oh, boy. One of the things that we talked about in that episode with Nicholas is the responsibility that artists have. You know, is the artistic community really practicing artivism? And so you are an artist yourself. Yes. And so what will Anton do in response to our conversation with Nicholas when he urged all artists to practice artivism in some way? What is your own personal artistic response going to be to that conversation? I love these things. These are like pop quizzes at all times. That's right. I, I never. So, dear listener, I don't know what this question is in advance, and so I always get sort of hit up. But you know, my my knee jerk response to it is twofold. Mm-hmm. One is to support the artists. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I've ever told the story on on this podcast, but so as a bit of background, computer science degree, but also uh, with a essentially a, a minor in visual arts. So um, an artiste. But it was interesting because I, I was at an alumni event. This was a long time ago at the, the Los Angeles um, Museum of Contemporary Art, and one of the professors was was walking us through the exhibits, which I love doing when a professor, anyone who is really steeped in it, mm-hmm. if you get a chance to be in a museum space with them, it's really fabulous. Mm-hmm. And it was modern art, and there was a group of like 30 of us all sort of walking around, little ducklings behind this professor. And he kind of to one to one piece that was like this really big piece, about seven or eight feet tall. And quite frankly, it looked like someone took a blank white canvas and took a black roller of roller paint and went whoop, whoop, whoop. And just like these three or four strokes. Three million dollars. Probably. <laughs> and he stands up there and in front of us, sort of circled around him, and he says, class, because he's still in professor mode, he's like, mm-hmm. class, I want you to consider this piece. And we're all looking at it, and he pauses. And then he says, I bet some of you, and I'm in the back, so I, bet, I bet some of you are thinking, I could have done that. And I'm in the back saying, mm-hmm. heck yeah, I could have done this. Mm-hmm. And he pauses again. But you didn't, and that's why it's art. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, you know, to me, it's for those artists that are actually making art actively right now, it's important to support them. You know, we were talking about uh, Nicholas. You know, we have a print of his hanging up in our, in the kids' room. Mm-hmm. We've bought his books. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we, we actively support him in any way that we can. Yes, indeed. And, and, and we've done that. I mean, our family, you know, in our household, we've done that. Shout out to the late Bill Kreit, who, um, who have a couple of his pieces on our walls. But, you know, support the artists. And so that's the first thing I would say uh, is, is support them both either, you know, directly by you know, purchasing their art or their books, uh, but also support them in, in terms of encouraging them. You know, if they're doing things that you like, definitely encourage them. 
And one of the things that Nicholas was doing was encouraging you also. Yes. As an artist and artiste, what is going to be your personal artistic response to that call, to that encouragement? And so I do want to sort of press you a little bit. As an artist, you are part of the pure artistic vibranium circle. What is your response to that to that call? Well, it's actually do some art, create some art. And I'll admit that I'll admit that, you know, hearing his story, it was really interesting because yes. I would have guessed that he had this wonderful formal background in art. Mm-hmm. And yet he admits that he didn't mm-hmm. um, and still is creating wonderful things, doing wonderful work. And so I would say, you know, in terms of what I am going to do, mm-hmm. besides being a fabulous cheerleader for, mm-hmm. for all these artists, mm-hmm. is I'm actually going to put my hand back into it. You know, yes, this is a, a whole different story about some of the interesting things I've been reading about some of the Renaissance artists and some of the technology they were using at the time, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of optical technology, camera lucida and that sort of thing. And we'll talk about that maybe some other time. But, you know... But it's that and combined with the, the urging of, of Nicholas has really kind of inspired me uh, this year to actually create more art. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated the fact that he was also inspired, is not quite the right word, but really moved by current events. I mean, if you guys haven't gone and checked out his Sunday sketches mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, they're really fabulous and they're really topical mm-hmm. about different things that, that is that he's got going on mm-hmm. uh, and that he's observing. And so that whole idea of of really sort of being in the world and being able to express yourself in the world is really part of, in my opinion, what what it's all about. And, and in terms of what I'm specifically going to do, I would say that, that that's really it. It's really just trying to find more ways and actually do create art. Like my old professor said, you know, it's only art if you actually make it. If you just have the idea in your head, good for you, but actually making art. And part two, what What would Anton say? So that was, was, part what, two? We, so that was what would Anton do? This is part two, <laughs> what would Anton say? So in these works that you intend to do, do you have a clue on any level, mentally, sort of spiritually, emotionally, whatever, as to what you might say or communicate with the art that you hope to produce? What is your statement to the world? I would say that the statement is very simple in that we all have a voice. We all, you know, art is not just restricted to people who are, you know, formal artists with your painter's palette and your beret or whatever you imagine in your mind an artist looks like spray paint can or spray paint can or whatever it is but really that we all i mean i think you know going back to my earlier you know silly comment about you know why is it that the ais get to have all the fun Mm -hmm. of creating art but you know really i think we or at least sort of pop cultural we have this bashfulness of like, oh, I can't make art, therefore let me hand that off to a computer, or I can't be creative, you know, I'm I'm just an accountant, or whatever. First of all, accounting is actually a really incredible art uh, unto itself, so don't, don't 
be uh, don't don't beat yourself up about that, all you accountants out there. Mm-hmm. But I think that the idea that you know you have to have some quote talent unquote mm-hmm. to create a thing of beauty and to create something that is expressive, it just isn't true. You know, if you look at it just at face value, look at any kid. They make incredible things. And are they classically trained and all that? No, but some of the coolest things you'll see are made by kids. And it doesn't matter whether they are their background or who their, what their upbringing is. You know, you'll see kids making art all the time. They're expressing themselves. And so really more than anything else, I would say to, to myself and to the world, you know, in my work would be that we all have a voice. And so, even if my version of that black roller paint canvas isn't something you might want to have on your wall or something, it's going to be an expression. It's going to be an expression of, of what's happening with me at that time. And more than anything else, what I would have you take from it would be, hey, express yourself. Don't, don't abdicate this idea of expression to the robots who don't actually have feelings to express. Express yourself. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> So, on behalf of all of our listeners, we look forward to seeing the artistic work that you produce this year and beyond. So, you are an artist, you are an artiste, and it is important to have your voice and your perspective and your expression out in the world. All right, all right. Um, So, we're certainly getting it in this context. Hold me accountable, listeners. So, we certainly get it in this context in the podcast, and we'll certainly get it more as we uh, transition to video, but we are all eagerly anticipating what you'll be doing artistically again this year and beyond. So thank you, Nicholas, for your inspiration. Thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for being, as we said, the quintessential archivist and inspiring us in so many different ways. And again, his work brings me such joy. Yes. And again, you can get his works in our bookshop, but we also have some other great titles in our bookshop as well. There's a new book called HBCU Made, a celebration of the black college experience. And this has been edited by uh, Aisha Roscoe, who is the, the host of Weekend Edition Sunday on NPR. There's Afro Chic, celebrating the legacy of the black family home. Um, it's been out for a while, but it's in our bookshop. Mm-hmm. There's The Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America by Richard Rothstein. We Are the Leaders We Have Been Looking For by Eddie Glaude. That's available for pre-order. There's also The Survivors of the Clotilda, The Lost Stories of the Last Captives of the American Slave Trade. There's also the very popular Gilded series. And we also have some important AI books in our bookshop, in our bookshop as well, mm-hmm. one of them which is AI Needs You, How We Can Change AI's Future and Save Our Own. Now, this book is probably going to be controversial because the author comes out of sort of the Google Mind project. But what's important for us is that we are aware of what's being said. We have to be knowledgeable so that we can move forward in the ways that we need to. But all of that, books and inspiration and artivism and um, looking ahead, brings us to... Our next Sky is Black Person of the Year. So, listeners, we have been dropping hints all episode 
amazing black women talking about AI, talking about books. Oh, keep that rhythm going. I love it. So, our 2023 Sky is Black Person of the Year is Joy Bullamweeny. Woo! Yes. She is awesome. Yes. We've talked about her from, like, jump. Yes. She is... Actually, let me, like, read her bio for a second. Her bio is all that, period. So Dr. Joy Bolomwini is the founder of the Algorithmic Justice League. Greatest name for a tech organization ever. Yeah, and she's a groundbreaking researcher, Mm -hmm. a renowned speaker, Mm -hmm. and her writing has been featured in Time, the New York Times, the Harvard Business Review, and the Atlantic. Mm Mm-hmm. She has described herself as a poet of code, and so she creates art to illuminate the impact of artificial intelligence on society and advises world leaders on preventing harms from AI. Yes. She's the recipient of numerous awards, including a Rhodes Scholarship, the inaugural Morals and Machines Prize, the Technological Innovation Award from the Martin Luther King Center for Nonviolent Social Change, and her MIT research on facial recognition technology has been featured on the Emmy-nominated documentary Coded Bias, which we also talked about. Mm -hmm. So pause and go watch that on Netflix. Yes, indeed. She was born in Canada to Ghanaian immigrants, and Ms. Bolomwini lives in Cambridge, which is where? Massachusetts. And part of the impetus for having her being our person of the year... Because she's all that, yes. Thank you very much, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen. (laughs) But... One of the things, you know, we, we talk a lot about AI, and in particular this year, 2023, yeah. yes. we spend a lot of time talking about AI. Yes. And one thing that's important is, you know, as a, as a future-facing podcast, mm-hmm. the whole concept is that we all make it to the future. Yes. And so part of that is we have to know what future we're making it to. And one thing that Joy has been doing so vehemently, you know, on one hand, she warms my heart because she's a, she's a, she's a tech geek, you know? Yes. And so it, when you, when you learn about her story, she started off as an engineer. I mean, that's her background is a computer engineer. And, you know, and, and originally the, the trajectory of her career was really focused on building the next cool tech thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, <laughs> As she's discovered some of the bias in these algorithms, and in particular focusing on machine learning and machine vision specifically, mm-hmm. she's discovered it's changed the trajectory of her career and really to all of our benefit. Yeah, help bring out to the fore where where there are flaws. Yes, and one of the things I really appreciate her in particular is that. You know, she can go there. I mean, she's got the technical chops to go there. I mean, I always joke around with my clients about how, you know, if you really want me to, Mr. Client or Ms. Client, I can take you down to transistors and voltages, even though we're talking about something at a much higher level. But she's got the technical chops. And yet she's also explaining these these things, either encoded bias or she has a brand new book called Unmasking AI. Yes, yes, yes. Which I've just finished reading. In both those cases, she's taking these very technical and very complex things and making them very straightforward, very understandable, and very approachable. And she's doing it on platforms that reach millions. And so, to me, that's really the thing. 
that is the, the, the thing, the thing. Because we all, and whether you're black, white, whatever. Whatever. We all, all of us humans, so if there's any algorithm that's listening to this, stop, hit pause, or delete, whatever. But for all of us humans on this planet, Mm -hmm. especially what she's described as the X-coded, those who've been excluded, but for, for all of us, and in particular, I would say for, for black folks, I think it's really important for all of us to understand broadly. I mean, we don't need to go get a PhD in these things. Let her do that. And she's done it. But have an awareness. Have an awareness of what the harms are so that way you can ask the right questions. You know, in Coded Bias, in the, in the documentary, she highlighted this group of apartment tenants mm-hmm. who were resisting the implementation by the landlord of, of a facial recognition system. Exactly. That was crazy. And, and so, I mean, they at least knew that something was up. and Something was up and wrong. Exactly. And so we all need to have an awareness because these technologies – aren't going to be just sort of like bolted onto the front door like it was for these Brooklyn apartment owners. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, for these Brooklyn apartment tenants. But, you know, it's being baked into our phones. It's being baked into that little bubble that you can barely see up in the corner near the building. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are, are being deployed and used, and we need to have an awareness of what they are and how they're being used and what the biases are, and in particular, what questions we need to ask not only of, of, of the technology companies, because they're not going to advertise, here are all of our shortcomings. Mm-hmm. No, no one does that. But they'll also to ask the policymakers, our, our, our legal representatives, our, our lawmakers, on how can we make sure that all of these things are really servicing us, the people, you know, um, what is it? Uh, Ruha Benjamin calls it the uh, the utopia. Yes, you know, really creating society that is geared towards us, the humans. Yes, and so and and her advocacy on that, I think, has been just absolutely wonderful. And really, it's funny because I was reading the book and just finished the book over the holidays, and one thing that I've been telling my clients over the course of this year as you know, these, the chat GPTs of the world have come up into the forum, really become part of sort of the mainstream. I've always, I've been maybe Cassandra ish in terms of sounding an alarm and they kind of look at me and they say, well, why? And I say, well, everyone knows this. If I start the phrase garbage in, you'll say garbage out. Right. And when it comes to computers, that has been a truism for decades, almost since the very beginning of computing technology, you know, information technology. OI for the AI. Exactly. And so the, the whole notion of, of abdicating so much authority to these technologies and, and pretending they're neutral, you know, one of the things that she focuses on in her book is that, you know, the defaults. The default setting, the the base level data set that these things are based upon mm-hmm. is not necessarily neutral. Neutral or inclusive. Right. And so I really appreciate it, you know, I mean, because I, I, on a, certainly a higher level than, than she was going into, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I've we've talked on this podcast many times about like, you know, what's the training data, cite your sources, that kind of thing. But it was interesting for her to go even deeper than that and say, okay, well, 
you're going to evaluate this data set against some gold standard. Well, who sets the gold standard and where does that come from? And then in the book, she explores, you know, what it was like for her to try to set her own data set. And quite frankly, how hard it was for her as a black female researcher from MIT trying to come up with a so-called, you know, balanced and neutral standard, how hard that was. And she's got a lot of vested interest in having it be neutral. And what a difficult process that was to, to be you know, another layer deeper than, you know, than what you see, you know, what the train sets are, because they got to be compared against something. And so I really appreciate her advocacy. I really mm-hmm. appreciate her thoughtfulness, her thoroughness. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate her willingness to, quite frankly, you know, she talks about the coded gaze, the sort of the way in which these algorithms kind of like, you know, are always, you know, I'm using my words, but, you know, judging you at all times. Analyzing. But I also appreciated the fact that she was willing to allow herself um, in the documentary in particular, and even in this book, which is a, a blend of, 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 of her making a point about AI, but also a little bit of a memoir about her career journey, her allowing herself to be opened up to the gaze of all of us. Um, and, you know, talking about, you know, her childhood and her hair and everything else. And I think that that's also goes back to really making these things approachable and making it to where everyday people, even if you're not a technology person, can understand the, the implications of these technologies that are affecting every single one of us. I would highly recommend that you check out this book. It's available on audio and it's in our bookshop. Once again, Unmasking AI, my mission to protect what is human in a world of machines. And that really encapsulates what, what she's all about. And she's got a TED talk out there so you can go check that out. You know, really, really wonderful. And she's actually, she had a campaign like Vogue and Olay products actually changed their algorithm by the way, they changed their algorithm uh, on, based on her work dealing with different uh, skin colors. So it's a blend of, of, of activism, sort of being there you know, on the rooftops, you know, letting people know, yes. but also doing things. I mean, she's got the engineering chops to where things have changed. Because of her studies, IBM changed their algorithm. You know, commercial Procter & Gamble changed their, their algorithm. You know, things like that. You know, to me, what she's doing, and she's, she's what? maybe 31, something like that. If that. If that. So she's, you know, at the very beginning of her career and going to do so many incredible things to bring all of us, not just black folks, but all of us into a future that we can all actually live in and express ourselves and feel safe. And by exposing some of the the challenges and issues related to these technologies so we can all also be informed about this work and about these things that are going to affect every one of us. Amen. What's also significant about the book to me is that it's accessible for everyone. It's not something that belongs in a journal. It is a story about her life and her perspective mm-hmm. on these issues. Yeah, actually it's, it's, it borders on being like a beach read about a really you know significant borderline heavy topic mm-hmm. but uh but yeah very approachable a very straightforward easy read my hats off to her for the writing style that is significant because again it is not about you me it is about us and making sure that we all get there together yes, yes. in addition to those things 
She is our Sky is Black Person of the Year because of her character and because of her values. Yes. It is one thing to have your own agenda, to desire to make your own products, to have your own business and all those kinds of things. Right. But she did not do that. She decided and realized that what she was facing was facing, to some degree, all of us. And so, again, her values, her character is what we celebrate as much as anything. Because we say this all the time on the podcast. It is not about you. It is not about me. It is about us. That's right. She has that spirit. And so, that is a spirit that ties together all of our Skies Black Persons of the Year. So, Mm -hmm. whether it's to meet, whether it's Nicholas or whether it's joy, it's folks who are looking at the world and trying to make a difference, not just for themselves, but for all of us. And while the focus may be on people of African descent, we know that what affects us also affects the entire world. That's so right. serving us serves the planet, and I say this jokingly all the time, but the Algorithmic Justice League mm-hmm. is the greatest name for a tech organization ever. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely love it. And we need to honor her by reading the book. So if you haven't read the book already, go to our bookshop and get it. And Unmask AI, find out what's happening under the hood, develop our OI for the AI, move forward and make this world better. So again, character, values, and prioritizing us is what we celebrate and we, and we and we can't applaud that enough. Yeah, absolutely. And she's she's absolutely wonderful. And so as as you were just saying, you can learn more about her. You can go to poetofcode.com, which is her website, and learn all about what she's doing and and just that right there. It's like, okay, I mean, I mean, that, I mean just I mean that's got flavor to it right there. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, you know, jb.com. No, we're talking about poet of code, right? Well, that goes back poet to the whole of code, homie. That goes back to the whole conversation about art, though. Is that it's yes. is that even if you are a computer scientist, mm-hmm. you have creativity and art in yes. you, and so definitely go check that out. Poet but, of code, Nia. <laughs> edit that out, um, but <laughs> but you can also find out more about her efforts with the Algorithmic Justice League Mm -hmm. at AJL.org. And most importantly, Mm -hmm. please, dear listener, remember this, if nothing else. If you believe that there is something going on, if you believe there is some kind of harm that is happening out there due to what she calls being X-coded, where there is... uh, you know something that's happening in your environment. There's actually right there on her homepage, ajl.org. You can click and say "report harm." Yes, and so you can activate the Algorithmic Justice League mm-hmm. and talk shape about of a, form of a but no, shape no, no, of a. But not even joking around. But more like you know, hey, what's going on? You know, here's an instance of technology being misused. Because on one hand, going back to what you said a moment ago, you know. It's not, there's nothing, you're not, you're not morally bankrupt if you go and you get your degree from all these wonderful schools and you go get a great job in Silicon Valley and you go get the bag, get, you know, make a good career. And I mean, there's nothing particularly wrong about that per se. Not morally bankrupt, but not morally flossing. 
But that's the point. I mean, I mean, she could have taken that easy path and gone and got like a, a gajillion dollars. We don't do easy. You know. We don't do easy. We do what is right. But I like the fact that not only is she campaigning against these harms, but she's giving all of us, mm-hmm. all of us, dear listener, mm-hmm. an opportunity to report yes. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole form. If you click, you know, report harm, mm-hmm. there's a whole form that says, you know, you know, what's going on? Who do you authorize this all to be shared with? You know, a whole thing mm-hmm. to report something that's going on. Yes. And so it's an opportunity for all of us yes. to participate yes. in making sure these technologies ultimately are serving us. Mm-hmm. And so I really, once again, AJL.org can't help hear the sirens mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, 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 they're coming after us they always but, are um, but i really would recommend you know learn more about her code of code but also uh, agl.org and pass that along to anyone who you think might be um either concerned or want to let someone know that, that something's up yes indeed so again the bio is she's all that oh absolutely and, you know, and that really, you know, it's people like Joy. It's people like Dr. Bolomwini mm-hmm. who exemplify, mm-hmm. hence she's the person of the year, mm-hmm. the kind of artists, activists, innovators from the black diaspora that we highlight here on Sky is Black. Mm-hmm. And truly, we are thankful to every single one of you, dear listener. We've got a lot of great things coming down the pipe here for 2024, and we are glad to have you. If you've got comments or suggestions or feedback, you can get that to each of us. You can get to me at Anton at SkiesBlack.com. And for you, be Francis Clark at SkiesBlack.com. That's right. And on Instagram and Facebook and threads, it's Sky is underscore B to the L to the C to the K. I miss said that though, because actually on Facebook, there's no underscore. Okay. And so that underscore is actually true though on uh, Twitter X, whatever it is. So sky is underscore B L C K on everything but Facebook. So, and also skiesblack.com and recollect.media. So please reach out to us, check us out. Thank you again for listening to Sky is Black. Sky is OI. <laughs> Sky is OI for the AI. Sky is 2024. Sky is unmasking AI. Sky is activism. Sky is artivism. Sky is Ujama. Sky is. Sky is. Sky is Black. Sky is sky is joy. <laughs> sky is Blumweenie. <laughs> That's right. Amen. 